I've got some bad news for you. I know that's not the best way to start a sermon, is it? But here it is. Life can be utterly meaningless. You go to school to fill your head with knowledge, to acquire tools for use in the great wide world, kindergarten, elementary school, middle school, high school, college or university or trade school, grad school, one after the next. Why? You work to get a good job, a skill, a profession. You find a place in the world to provide for yourself and those around, for even for your neighbor. Why? To train your body for sports, exercise for fun, do physical therapy after injuries or illnesses, to make yourself stronger and more able to do what you want to do. Why? You eat and drink, vegan or omnivore, teetotaler or libertine, health food or junk food for sustenance and enjoyment. You get to take in all these things, but why? You read all the books, you catch all the shows, you watch all the movies and plays, buy all the toys to entertain yourself. Why? What's the point if you're just going to die? When it's highly unlikely that the world after you is going to remember you in a hundred years. We see that life is fleeting. We're reminded that again twice in the past 24 hours with horrific attacks. Life can be utterly meaningless. Solomon knew that better than most of us. Solomon, son of King David, ruler of all Israel and famed recipient of God's gift of wisdom, he knew what life was like. He knew because he lived it. He lived it to its fullest. He had wealth. He had power, prosperity, pleasure, fame, pretty much a dream life in the eyes of the world. Good things happened to him, as did bad. And that way he wasn't really all that different from you or me. But as Solomon sought to live life to its fullest, he didn't seek God. He did not walk in the way of his father, David. And it sounds like he tried to explore every other way to find meaning in life, everything that came to his mind. But none of them, not one of them lasted. And then finally, late in his life, Solomon realized what he'd been missing. I, the preacher, have been king over Israel and Jerusalem. And I applied my heart to seek and to search out by wisdom all that is done under heaven. It is an unhappy business that God has given to the children of man to be busy with. I've seen everything that is done under the sun, and behold, all is vanity and a striving after wind. Solomon came to understand that life can be utterly meaningless. And throughout the book of Ecclesiastes, he keeps coming back to this phrase, a striving after wind. Even for the king who had everything the world could offer, life was all about chasing after something that he could never catch. He longed for something for which he felt a deep need, but nothing ever really met that need. 
from the perspective of Solomon's divinely imparted wisdom, life was worse than meaningless. It was futile. How sad is that? Vanity of vanities, says the preacher. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. When you read through Ecclesiastes, depending on the translation that you use, you keep seeing this word vanity popping up. In Hebrew, when a writer is using a phrase such as vanity of vanities, know that he's using it as a superlative. The vanity is vanity, the most vanity. Now, Ecclesiastes is one of my favorite books in all of Scripture, and I've personally found it helpful to translate the preacher's word vanity as vapor. It captures his point for us today. Because at times you might have felt that your life has been running on fumes. But from Solomon's perspective, you've been running after fumes. Vapor. There's something out there that you can never catch or hold on to because it's insubstantial. It's fleeting. On a humid day, kind of like today or any of those that we have recently experienced, we know there's humidity out there. We can feel it. It's all around us. But how futile is it for you to try to reach out with your hand and grab it, to take hold of it? Because those vapors will continue to elude your grasp no matter how far you're reaching or know how quickly you're chasing after it. Life can be utterly meaningless and painful. Don't forget about painful. What has a man from all the toil and striving of heart with which he toils beneath the sun? For all his days are full of sorrow and his work is a vexation. Even in the night, his heart does not rest. This also is vanity. Do you need Solomon to point out the hardships of life for you? Or do you think you could tell him a thing or two? Life in this broken world brings pain of both body and mind. And Solomon uses the Hebrew word ka'as to capture this frustration that we human beings often feel. And our translation for it, vexation. It's one of my favorite words in the English language. There's something about it that evokes the exasperation that so often accompanies the human experience. Vexation. When did you last experience vexation? Did it come upon you as you were trying to get something done? Did it keep you up in the middle of the night? As the parent of two little kids who are often, or I should say occasionally, chasing after vapors in their own ways, I feel vexed more often than I would like. As people in a broken world, people who are longing for meaning, but end up striving after wind, what hope, what hope can we really have when life is all meaningless? Here's the thing. Life is 
utterly meaningless without God in the picture. It ultimately doesn't matter what you're chasing after in life because you are going to die. And then you won't be able to hold on to anything at all. This is Solomon's point. That you should despair over anything that you are or have or do because it's all vapor. Human beings need to be in relationship with God for life to have any meaning. God is integral to his creation. It lacks purpose and function without him. Without God in the picture, life is meaningless. With God, however, it's a very different picture. Because even though the same circumstances might attend a life, even though the same good and bad and bittersweet might come along, it's only life lived with God that has lasting meaning because he is the one who redeems it. He created life to be lived with him. Jesus has come into our broken world to redeem our lives, to reconnect us with God. And our brokenness, it pushes us to go chasing after fleeting vapor. But God, in his grace, has reached down to embrace humanity, to give us true and lasting life with him. In our New Testament readings that we heard this morning, we got some practical advice about what lasting life lived with God looks like. In Colossians 3, Paul calls us to seek the things that are above, not worldly vapor. In Christ, you are being renewed in knowledge after the image of your creator. And by way of contrast, our Lord tells the parable of the rich fool in Luke 12. Because that man's mind, it was fixed on the things of life on earth. Now you've probably heard this before. But he who dies with the most toys still dies. Life's meaning and worth are not found in possessions or wealth, but in the value that you have in the sight of the God who came to live, to suffer, to die, and to rise to redeem you. That, that is where you will find meaning and joy in Christ. So follow Solomon's direction and keep life simple. Fear God and keep his commandments. You can't control all of life, nor are you meant to. Entrust to his care everything that causes you vexation. God is God. You're not. And that's a good thing. There is nothing better for a person than he should eat and drink and find enjoyment in his toil. This also, I saw, is from the hand of God. For apart from him, who can eat or who can have enjoyment? Made righteous through God's gift of faith. Living in the confidence that he alone is God and that we are not. A person can enjoy God's other gifts. Trusting in his grace, trusting in his ultimate rescue. And that, that is joy which cannot be taken away no matter what the world might throw at you. Relying solely on your own efforts, in contrast, it leaves you like that rich fool 
with nothing in the end. So make use of God's gift of contentment. That rich fool only partially understood Solomon's advice. You should eat, drink, and enjoy. All of those gifts which come from the hand of God. God has given you and me many gifts. And even if you don't have as much as King Solomon did, you can still make use of them. You can still enjoy what you have. Because God gives his people wisdom so that we might experience active contentment, giving thanks for and putting use to, or putting to use all those things which come from his hand. Life can be utterly meaningless, a chasing after vapor if one is not in relationship with God. Keep life simple. Trust in God. Enjoy the life that he has given. You have lasting life, not under the sun, but in the sun, Christ Jesus. And in him, all of our chasing is put to rest. Amen.